Welcome to the Men Made For More podcast, a show designed by men for men looking to get strong, feel confident, and live a high-performing life. As men, we face many challenges as we try and strive for a better life. We want to live a meaningful and confident life, but don't know where to start. You've lost your physical and mental edge that's keeping you from living out your full potential. You're tired of talking about doing big things, and you're ready to start living it. With the Men Made For More podcast, our goal is to teach you how to strengthen your body, your mind, and your purpose on your way to reaching your full potential. It's time to start living as the man you know you can be to help lift up those that matter most in your life. In this podcast, we'll leave no stone unturned as to what it takes to get out of your comfort zone and step into living a strong, confident, and high-performing life. We'll focus on the topics that matter most for helping you develop into the man you were made to be. Our goal is to not only build strong men physically, but to help coach and develop strong friends, sons, brothers, fathers, business owners, and professionals in every area of your life. I'm your host, Dr. Dave Paschkowski, proud husband, business owner, physical therapist, and strength coach with a passion for helping other men strengthen their body, their mind, and their purpose. Wherever you're at in your journey, remember that you're made for more. I'm excited to have you here with us today. Now let's dive into today's episode of the Men Made For More podcast. What's up, guys? Welcome to today's show. I'm excited about this topic. I'm excited about all these topics, but I have a lot of good stuff I'm going to be throwing your way today because this is a a fun topic for me. This is about spicing up your training routine. And this is something that I think is so interesting because I naturally gravitate towards the basics and the foundations because those work time and time again. But at times, your training might feel stale. And you might find yourself, uh, you might find yourself in your progress plateauing or stalling. And if so, you might need to spice up your training routine to jumpstart your results. And most of our clients, their training programs tend to lack the proper amount and type of variety, which can lead to a lack of results and progress. So today, I want to cover some of my favorite ways to properly keyword properly switch up your training routine to experience effective results. Because a lot of people they do this incorrectly. They think spicing it up is uh, completely overhauling their routine or beating their body up. And it's really not the case. You'll see there's a lot of subtle ways that can create some incredible results. So when working with uh, coaching clients that I get to work with on their training programs uh, and just achieving high performance health in general, both in their health and fitness and in their life, their training routine is one of the first places I look. And I do this because I think it so telling of a lot of things. And I definitely do not believe that training alone is all it takes for high performance in your health. I do think though that it sets the tone for just about everything else because training and fitness is what I call a keystone habit. So when training is good, people tend to do better with nutrition. They tend to do better with their sleep. They tend to do better with their stress management and pretty much everything in between tends to be good. They're more confident they're more uh, focused, energy's better. So that's why I would call it this this keystone habit. And I don't think you can out-exercise some of those other areas of your life. I think those actually are often more important. But to get more confidence, to set the tone for these other areas of your life, to improve your ability to get your, your physical and your mental edge back, a good training program is needed and one that keeps you engaged, one that keeps you Um, keeps you progressing in a way that allows you to sustainably do that over time. Because many of the guys I work with are either missing this altogether 
or their programs are incredibly stale and lacking the physical and mental challenges needed and the progressions needed to achieve the goals that they're actually after. So I see it all the time with my clients and I know how boring and mundane training can feel at times, all while not getting the results you're hoping for. It's one thing if a boring program works, sometimes boring is good. You know, if it's, if it's that gets you the results that you're after, I'm all for it. But some people need a little more variety, a little more uh, switching it up with their day-to-day, their week-to-week routines uh, while still continuing to see the progress they want. So today I want to talk about some practical strategies that you can implement into your training routine and some of the many ways that I vary training programs with my clients and their training programs on a regular basis. So let's jump into some strategies you guys can take with you and apply to your own programs. So first thing, use an every minute on the minute approach or what's known as a EMOM. Uh, EMOM just abbreviated every minute on the minute. And this can be done for a wide range of goals. Most people think of it as maybe more of a conditioning workout, but this can be done for strength or anything else uh, regardless of what the goals are. So for example, with a a client I've worked with, with their goal of building strength, specifically in the deadlift, we've incorporated performing two deadlifts every minute on the minute for 10 minutes. So you start the timer, you perform two deadlifts, and this is at a pretty heavy weight, and then you rest for the remainder of that minute. At the second minute, perform your two deadlifts and rest for the remainder of the minute. So this will be repeated until you get to the 10 minute mark. And This is interesting because this is really the same amount of total volume as doing something like a set of uh, a round of four sets of five at your deadlift, but it gives you a totally different stimulus in your training. So say in the four by five deadlift, maybe you can do um, 225 and you do that for four sets of five. That's going to work you totally differently than taking the 10 minutes doing this EMOM style workout. Maybe you can put on 255 and do that for two clean reps every minute. Now, again, the the key is clean quality form, but if you can do that, then you're lifting 255 for your 20 reps instead of 225 for your 20 reps. And those subtle changes, uh, well, there's a lot more that goes into it. Uh, Face value, that can give you more out of your training. So another uh, popular conditioning style training session that I incorporate with a lot of clients is an EMOM of kettlebell swings. And this is something where you can start with 10 kettlebell swings at the top of every minute. And you want to eventually build up to doing 15 to 20 swings every minute before you start adding weight. So this would be a 10 minute workout and you're doing starting with 10 swings at a weight that you can do with good form every minute on the minute. So it ends up being hundred swings over the course of 10 minutes. And that number would even increase higher as you add reps to it. That's a great conditioning workout, a great way to get some good explosive full body work. And then you get some time to rest for the remainder of the minute. So another strategy I like is as many rounds as possible or what's known as an AMRAP. And this style of workout is popular in the CrossFit sphere. And it's a favorite of mine when uh, people, when clients are short on say time or their equipment's limited, but they're still looking to work up a good sweat. And this is uh, something like to have people picking three movements and repeat through them as many times in the allotted time that you set. So a popular body weight one would be doing five push-ups, 10 sit-ups, and 15 squats. You would then pick a length of time and see how many rounds you can get during that, say, 10-minute span. So you say, set the timer for 10 minutes, and you repeat through those five push-ups, 10 sit-ups, 15 squats for as many times as you can during those 10 minutes. 
Now, there's a big disclaimer with this as a quick caveat. As with anything I preach, form matters. So this isn't forgetting your form. This isn't doing a bunch of burpees and just uh, recklessly, without abandon, trying to get through as many rounds as you can. The goal is to move through as quickly as you can, but keeping great form. And the difference between just going recklessly with it and keeping good form is that one's going to have your joints, your muscles feeling a lot better. One's going to actually get better results in the long term than the alternative. If you're always just pushing in these styles of workouts, then you can set yourself up for injury. You can set yourself up for uh, potential pain if you're not being smart. So make sure that form is prioritized and your uh, still can be a great style of workout though especially if you're traveling, if you're on the road, picking some body weight movements and going through them. Now, if it is challenging for you to, to do this without letting, seeing your form slip, you either need to slow down or change up the movements. So consider mixing in some more what I call form-friendly types of movements, uh, like something like a bent knee hollow hold position, one that a lot of people can uh, do well. Throw those in the middle of two of the harder movements so that you're not constantly going back-to-back -back with these more maybe form technical movements especially if you don't have the experience with them. So find a form-friendly movement. You can really get creative on how you mix these up. So another thing to use to spice up your exercise routines is switching up the exercise order. So many people I work with are fearful of switching up the exercise order. But this can really add a whole new stimulus to your training. For example, a lot of clients come to me, and this is something that isn't wrong by any means, but people love there's a set there's a sacred order in the gym. It's you perform your bench, your squat, or your major lift before you get to your accessory work, which is common. Like I said, totally fine. If you're after results, this is a great way. There's a reason that this is how most programs are structured. However, every once in a while, try adding your main lift towards the end of your workout. After you've already done some of your other work, maybe after some conditioning, after some other things you did, see what happens when you switch it from typically the beginning of the workout to the end and vice versa. It's going to really allow you to feel what it's like to maybe train a little with those muscles already pre-fatigued. It's going to I just create a different stimulus. And I don't even know what that stimulus might even exactly be because people respond to it differently, but it really opens up some uh, new variety and new ways to create progress in your, uh, in your routine. So another thing moving along, exercise type, switching this up can be a great way to spice up your routine as well. And this is one of the biggest things I change up with my clients because so many, so many people are lacking the proper variety for long-term success. Now, don't get me wrong. The main movements should remain the main movements. The basics work for a reason, but even the basics can vary. So the difference in a deadlift and a rack pull is really profound, even though they're essentially just the same movement through a different range of motion. So I'm not saying to throw out the basics, to throw out the things that work, but try subtle changes. If, you are, if we're taking the deadlift as an example, there's a big difference between varying your stance a little bit, between varying your grip, using straps, not using straps. I'm sure that's a different argument. But all these little things can change how the movement is performed and the results you're getting from it. A deficit deadlift versus a deadlift elevated up on some plates. Totally different in terms of the weight you're going to be able to move, how you're going to be able to move it, and the results you're going to get. So when we talk things though like accessory work, make sure you're training in different planes of motion with different loads and different movements. So accessory work is something that I like to vary often. And again, still stay with the movements at work. So we'll take an exercise I love like the lunge. 
anyone that I work with, all my clients can attest to it. Lunges are fed, uh, fed early and fed often, uh, just because there's such a great movement for a lot of reasons. But there's a lot of subtle changes that can make a huge difference in this movement. So for clients, they might have a barbell lunge one cycle, and then the next cycle, they'll see a rear foot elevated front rack lunge. And then the following cycle, an offset loaded reverse lunge, and then maybe a walking sandbag lunge on the next one. And there's, I don't want to, I don't want to, I'd be embarrassed to say the amount of lunge variations that I know that I regularly program with people. There's a lot of them, but all these subtle changes are taking the same quality movement and adding just enough in terms of what stabilizer muscles are working, what core muscles, different planes of motion, uh, biasing different sides of the body. And that can be huge for not just performance, but also when it comes to longevity, that's making sure certain areas don't get overworked or overused and that you're properly balancing things out. Another thing you can change in your training would be using isometrics and tempo work. So this is another common area missing from almost all clients programs that I work with when, at least when starting out and that's the use of isometrics or static holds. And this is one of the best ways to learn proper movement awareness and build strength safely and effectively. And this can be something like actively hanging from a pull-up bar, hollow holds, overhead carries, side planks, and these all build strength without having to go through joint range of motion. So it's a safe and effective way for many people to improve and break through some of those plateaus. Now, tempo is changing the speed at which you perform a movement. So a favorite for my clients would be a tempo goblet squat. In this case, you might take three seconds to lower with the weight. So full, full three seconds, not how most of my clients count, thousand, one, two, three, uh, full three seconds to descend, a three second pause at the bottom, and then exploding as fast as you can on the way up. This is one rep, but it requires different levels of strength, control, and mobility compared to performing a movement with normal tempo. Now, last, uh, last idea for you guys to, to consider here would be using accommodating resistance. Now, this is a more advanced technique, but still one I love nonetheless. And I performed this style of training uh, during certain periods of college football training originally, but I largely got away from it until recently, uh, during COVID actually, I was looking for a way to switch up my routine while really building some strength. I was thankful to have access to our gym through our business, uh, but that was a, you know, a fun way to break through some plateaus that I currently had some sticking points that I was able to work through. Now, this style is more popular among people training to improve strength, usually across certain lifts, but the benefit is that this creates more resistance or actually removes resistance during certain parts of the movement. So this is commonly done through use of bands or chains, and although it's more difficult to set up and it's not always practical, they can go a long way in breaking through sticking points or plateaus. So what this is doing is actually making a lift harder, usually at its easier point or making a lift easier at its harder point. And essentially what that will do is help you break through some strength, uh, strength plateaus that can really jumpstart your, uh, your routine, your progress even further. So as you can see, there are plenty of ways to spice up your training routine. Some of these are adding variety in different ways. Some of these are just subtle changes. They don't have to be as drastic as you might think. I do this all the time and, and, in uh, my clients' programs, it's these subtle changes that really boost their progress and keep them consistently improving over time. Because those subtle differences in how you're performing the exercise can go a long way in improving your fitness and keeping you healthy 
for years to come. So there's no shortage of ways to do it and no excuse not to continue to keep things interesting. But remember to always keep the goal, the goal. You're not training, you're not adding variety simply for the sake of variety, but you're doing it to make sure that you continue to progress and stay mentally engaged in your program too. I think that's really important as well. So don't neglect the importance of this. Don't let your body or your mind get stale in your training. It is possible to keep your training engaging and effective with the right approach. I specialize in helping guys look, feel, and perform their best all the time. And if you feel like your program's gotten stale, don't hesitate to reach out through email, which is in the show notes there, or on Instagram. Send me an email or message me um, at IO Strength Performance on Instagram. I would love to chat with you guys on what your goals are, how I can help, and if it's a good fit for moving forward, we can set up a call and dive deeper into getting you on a plan that will have you looking and feeling your best. So as always, guys, appreciate you listening in. Reach out if you guys have any questions or content you want to see more of, and I will talk to you guys tomorrow. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode of the Men Made For More podcast. I hope you found today's show valuable and that you have some actionable strategies you can apply to your life today. If this is your first time listening, thanks for being here. The aim of this podcast is to provide a ton of the best possible content to help you grow in your journey to becoming the best version of yourself. If you enjoyed the podcast and found it helpful, please make sure to subscribe to the podcast and leave a five-star review. These subscriptions and reviews help other like-minded men discover the podcast and take the next step in strengthening their body, their mind, and their purpose. If you're a regular listener, I can't thank you enough for investing in yourself in this show. Please make sure to share this with a friend or post on social media and tag me with your favorite part from today's show. If you haven't already, make sure to join the Men Made For More Facebook group to be a part of a community of like-minded men that are elevating their game and living for more by searching Men Made For More on Facebook. Keep challenging yourself, growing, and know that it's okay to get out of your comfort zone and know that you're made for more. Thanks for listening and see you guys soon.